0: hello everybody and welcome to the Rody on the horn podcast um Sponsored again by the hope that Check West will come on at some point, but we're going to just gloss past that. Uh, We have a guest again with us, Ryan and I do. Uh, His name is Josh. If you listened last week, he had some insightful answers to some questions, um, including questions about Victorian children. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm, You know, I'm
1: doing good. I mean, I have quite a bit of homework to do after this
0: that's due at midnight, but you know what? It's all right. I'm going to wish you the best on that one. That does not sound like a time. Um, just for, for for those who are wondering, we're recording right now. It's nine thirty. Uh, where Josh is, so um, you you're gonna have you're gonna have a real rush there. But um, let's, oh, let's I introduce. Know. I know. Let's introduce Iowa's finest. Um, Ryan is here with us as per usual. Ryan, what's going on?
2: Hey, Donnie. You know, it's a good day. Obviously, we've got sports back. I know our last podcast we really broke down MLB coming back, so that's been really fun. Nice to be able to watch some live action in baseball this week, and uh, a little bit of other sports news as well to touch on today, so excited to get going. Yeah, if you want to just hop right into it, what do you want to talk about first? What are we talking about today? Yeah, let's do it. Big trade out of the NFL this week. Some multiple first-round picks exchanged for Jamal Adams. That trade sent Jamal Adams to the Seattle Seahawks from the New York Jets, so obviously there would have been a lot of trade talk about Jamal Adams really over the last, I would say, full season or so. Just seemed like that relationship between the Jets and Adams was not really going to work long-term, at least as it comes to extending a contract. So Adams does have two years left on his deal before he's a free agent. So he goes to Seattle along with a 2022 fourth-round pick in exchange for... Bradley McDougald, another starting safety, goes back to the Jets along with a 2021 first round pick, 2022 first round pick, and 2021 third round pick. So the Jets really get a big haul back. I was very impressed with this return for the Jets, especially uh, as I mentioned, for a guy that has been on the trade block now for a little bit. So uh i really like that return for the jets but at the same time seattle's definitely getting the best player in this deal jamal adams definitely one of the top safeties in the nfl so that'll be an instant impact fit for them but um yeah i thought that was a big deal i overall i would say i did like the return for the jets but um yeah as i said best player in the deal is going to seattle there so uh what were your guys thoughts on that i'm not i'm not personally the biggest fan of
1: jamal adams uh i mean there's a couple of safeties i'd take over him uh but, I mean, I think it's a good deal for Seattle to get a player of his caliber, by his question, considering what they gave up, um, and the fact they're going to have to pay him very soon, because he wants a contract now, that's part of the reason why he wanted out of New York so bad. So, I, you know, I mean, if they don't get much from him in the next year or two, I... I don't know if this will end up being that good of a deal for them.
0: That's definitely a reasonable response, I think. Um, My big question is about just positional value in general. Yeah. Um, is, th- is there anybody that's really, like, a- at the safety position that's going to change your team that much to where you trade a safety that it is a little bit worse, but not, like, a considerable, like, massive downgrade, I feel like? Obviously, it's a downgrade. Jamal Adams is a better player. But um, those first-round picks, it's like, we've seen deals like this kind of, uh, you know... maybe not go so well in the past for certain teams. like you can look at um, certain trades for certain quarterbacks on certain um, Los Angeles franchises to see, um, you know, giving up the farm, giving up a, a bunch of high end talent, um, in the future is maybe not the best idea but especially for positional value at least that was for a quarterback this is for a safety and i think we can go to ryan on this one ryan will give me a good answer on positional value in terms of safety um do you think that his value is worth giving up all that they gave up
2: yeah that's that's definitely a good point i think positional value is a significant part of this trade i know you brought up past trades of this nature when we're talking about multiple first round picks dealing Obviously, some trades that come to mind there, you think about Khalil Mack when he went from the Raiders to the Bears. You had Laramie Tunsil going from the Dolphins to the Texans, and Jalen Ramsey going from the Jaguars to the Rams. So all of those trades involved multiple first-round picks, but I would say all those guys, we're talking about an edge rusher, a left tackle, and a cornerback, I would say all of those positions are have that higher value than a safety does, and especially a player of Jamal Adams' nature where he's more of a box player, if you will. Like, he's very good around the line of scrimmage, almost like a sub linebacker in a lot of groups. Obviously, he has good coverage skills as well, but a lot of that comes from shutting down tight ends or bigger receivers. So, um, it it definitely brings up a good point there. And I think the fact that the Jets, not only did they get the two first-round picks, but they get Bradley McDougal back, who is definitely a starting safety. You add that into the Jets' safety room with Marcus May, and they drafted Ashton Davis in the third round. I think that's a pretty solid group still. Obviously, you lose Adams, your best safety there, but you're able to add a starting caliber of safety to replace Adams, or at least some of his value, and you move up in the draft later, you traded away a fourth, and you pick up a third. So you're moving up slots there. So not only the fact that the Jets get two first-round picks, but they were able to add on value on top of that, I think that was one of the big takeaways for me, um, kind of leading to why I think this was a really, really good deal for the Jets.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I also, you have to think about, like, I think it's a little bit off topic in terms of looking at like returns and everything, but the Jets just look like a mess right now, honestly. From what we've seen, like tweet wise, and and from their um, either ex players, like I saw um, a a couple ex Jets were talking about how Adam Gase is kind of a mess and the whole franchise is kind of a kind of a joke. And it's like I, I find it really hard to have any belief in a team that has. Um, a coach that doesn't like build relationships with with their star players and everything. Um, and I feel like that was a Jamal Adams. Um, one of the big things that he talked about is how he couldn't build a relationship with Adam Gase because Adam Gase is basically insane, um, which I, th- I think we all knew everybody knew that was the case before he came to the Jets. Right. Like we all knew Adam Gase was like clinically um, just off his rocker.
2: Yeah, it, it was kind of strange for me. Obviously, he came right from the Dolphins, so we're talking about in division. It seems like everybody in the AFC is kind of just like swaps head coaches. Everybody's looking at what New England's doing, obviously, and then they just take some coach. So I thought it was a really strange hire. Um, and then the fact that Gase is still there, I mean, I could definitely see this being the last year where Adam Gase is with the Jets, especially if they you know struggle this next season. Obviously, they lose Jamal Adams here, so I feel like they're taking more of a long term approach on this. So um yeah I think you bring up a very good point there with you know the fit between Gase and Adams but at the same time I really question if Adam Gase is the long-term head coach for the Jets I feel like that's somebody that we'll find out after next season or later on I just I don't think Adam Gase is going to be the guy that you know takes the Jets to the playoffs um really anytime soon
1: yeah I mean I think it's good that they got draft picks so that they don't even have to meet Adam Gase I don't have to do anything with him you know seems like nobody actually wants to be with Adam Gase right now so
0: which is interesting considering especially because they have a very interesting situation all the way around it's like Sam Darnold is still very young and he needs I'd say one of the most important things for a young quarterback is having strong leadership um and if you have Adam Gase who is not a strong leader in terms of you know like making relationships with his uh, players I don't know exactly how his relationship is with Sam Darnold but I'm just going to assume that if he didn't have a relationship with Adams uh, Darnold's probably not great either in terms of a relationship factor, um, and then uh, as you guys are both saying, you know, Adam Gase might not be a long-term fit um, moving forward, so I feel like this, if everything goes as we expect it to, um, the Jets are going to be a clusterfuck again, and then we're, we're going to see them hire a new coach, and then Sam Darnold's going to have issues, and then it's just, I don't know, being a Jets fan has to, has to be just so frustrating.
2: Yeah, they're definitely an interesting spot, but I would say I definitely like that return. Obviously, um, they hired Joe Douglas um, recently, so a little bit of a change in their management, but um, I definitely like the return. Obviously, going for a long-term approach, I think anytime you can really add multiple first-round picks, that's um, definitely something you want to do. But then it just comes down to, do you have good enough scouting to actually get impact players with those first-round picks? I mean, the last couple of years, we've seen teams like the Browns and Raiders have three first-round picks, even the Dolphins this year. But it really just comes down to, can you actually turn those players and develop them into impact for you really in the near future? Because um, if you're unable to do that, if you're just wasting these first-round picks anyways, then you just traded away one of the best, Players that you've had in quite some time, and Jamal Adams, definitely the best player on their team last year. Um, trade them away, and then uh, you risk not able to develop them. But overall, though, I would say I like the return for the Jets. I was I, it surprised me how much they were able to get back, and then uh, for Seattle to add obviously one of the best safeties in football. I think that'll help them definitely in a win now mode. I think that was kind of an aggressive mood but move. But at the same time, you're trying to maximize Russell Wilson's window. Um, with him being one of the elite quarterbacks in football. So um, I definitely can see it from that perspective as well.
1: Yeah, I think one of the interesting things she brought up too is like hitting on the picks. And recently Seattle hasn't been doing too much with their first-round picks anyways. So, I mean, it might not even be that much of a loss for them because, I mean, looking back, it's Jordan Brooks, LJ Collier, Rashad Penny, Jermaine Afidi. I mean, like... uh, Are they really like Doing that much for them I mean they would have been in the playoffs Without those guys last year you know
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Seattle always seems to kind of draft guys who are a little bit off the board, gearing more towards athleticism and then banking on their ability to coach them up. But yeah, as you mentioned, some of those first-round guys do not fall in that category. But I think where that kind of does sometimes see hits is later in the draft. Obviously, a guy like DK Metcalf, he fell in the draft, but he has some crazy athleticism. And then Seattle used him in a very effective way and had a nice rookie year this past year. So um, yeah, I I think you bring up very strong points there with uh, Seattle and how they kind of value scouting in the first round specifically so um, definitely an interesting trade I think that's one of the bigger moves we've had really this NFL offseason in terms of a blockbuster deal so definitely wanted to touch on that good thoughts from Donnie and Josh on that one but uh, with that we can move on we have quite a number of different sports to talk about today we'll get into some hockey here though so I just wanted to bring up this uh, kind of interesting point as it relates to the Chicago Blackhawks Obviously, I've been talking about them the last couple of weeks. They'll be facing the Edmonton Oilers in the first round of their qualifying series. But, so, the NHL has been releasing data on their Twitter account about the positive Corona tests that they've had so far. So, they put out a tweet on July 20th, so about a week ago now, that said that they had only two positive tests among the 2,600 tests to over 800 players. So, obviously, players have tested more than one time. That's how you get that. But the fact that they only had two positive tests... I found that very interesting. Obviously, when you just look at normal people, there you get a much higher percentage of people who are testing positive. So I thought it was interesting that the NHL only had that data. But what the NHL is also doing is they change their injury designation to where players are deemed unfit to play if they have an injury or even if it's coronavirus related. So I thought this was interesting as well. Now, how the Blackhawks tie into this. So obviously, I talked about how Corey Crawford... ...fit in that category where he was unfit to play in the last couple weeks. So he had not been able to practice. But he came back to practice right before the team is supposed to go off to Edmonton. And when he met with reporters, he said how he tested positive for coronavirus. So Corey Crawford was designated as unfit to play. So he was not included in the data that the NHL put out that said they only had two positive tests. And he came back to play after coming back from coronavirus but he te- had tested positive so the the nhl is what they're really doing is they're putting out false information and covering it up with this unfit to play designation so i don't know that like i hadn't heard any other like nhl reporters talking about this this was just all of my observations but like i was just thinking like isn't this gotta be like some crazy like illegal unethical scheme that the nhl is doing to just put out false information about their positive tests That was just kind of my thought on this. I don't know. Maybe there's not much there um, in terms of your guys' opinion on that, but I thought it was really interesting that they're really covering up all their positive coronavirus tests. Like, just that kind of shocked me a little bit, at least with the other leagues. We're seeing them actually being able to announce if a player tested positive or not. So um, just wanted to bring that up and hear some of your guys' thoughts on that.
1: Um, Wait, did did they say that, like, Corey Crawford's wasn't counted under the um
0: he was not counted under the data that they released no he um the unfit to play thing so I'll, I'll chime in here uh we've had some issues with this in the last couple of days so like the bruins uh they were given they had nine or 10 players that were considered unfit to play um which you you would tend to believe is either coronavirus or coronavirus related so soi post recovery thing like we've seen with some players um, have some issues get back to their their healthy standard or whatever, but yeah, they are not being released under the um, the, the statistic the the tested positive statistic um, that we were kind of looking for because it's it's not a fair um, they're not allowed to say if somebody has coronavirus apparently it's like a it's a it's a I don't know like a HIPAA.
2: But at the same time, though, Donnie, like, if it is a HIPAA thing, then why are other leagues, like say the MLB, they were able to release that Juan Soto tested positive right before that game started? So I just think it's kind of strange that the NHL is not, you know, being fully transparent about who is testing positive. Like creating this unfit to play is really just their cover up for how many positive tests they really have.
1: It could just be a CBA thing, also.
0: Yeah. See, I don't know exactly how they um, what they set up, how their league, um, how they returned to play rules were set up or whatever um but yeah i would assume that's probably the case there's probably something in the CBA that says they can't announce anything about anything to anybody um
2: but then my my issue with that still then is why is the nhl allowed to tweet out their updates about the tests that they have had and say that they've only had two positive tests out of 2600 total tests like why are they allowed to release any data at all if they're still covering up all these tests and just clearing classifying them as unfit to play
1: it could also just be Like, um, the tests that are administered by the NHL, so, I mean, maybe, like, the, um, like, Corey Crawford test, like, he seeked it out himself because he was feeling sick, so, I don't know.
0: That's actually a really good point that I didn't think about. That might be it, honestly. Um, I, I, you tend to believe that the NHL will not release information that would, that would hurt them in any way, um, and I think, you know, two tests positive out of all those uh that they've administered uh a little bit different than what we were actually getting um but yeah i, I think especially because i think they're only administering tests to players that are traveling now um and that have been deemed fit to play basically so it's like they find one or two here and there yeah whatever it's fine um but yeah that, that might be a good point it might just be from the nhl's tests alone it might not be um separate individual testing um that's that's definitely a reasonable thought i'm not exactly sure and so don't um, you know? Don't quote us on this, but I think that maybe uh, we we may be getting somewhere in this one.
2: Yeah, that definitely could be the reason. And like I said, I didn't read any of that information off of another NHL beat reporter. That was just kind of me following the uh, process as it relates to Corey Crawford, obviously uh, following the Blackhawks and that matter. But um, yeah, I, I just thought I would bring that up. Interesting note there. Crawford should be back with the Blackhawks as they take on the Oilers next week. So that's good news for them. But. Um, Yeah, just thought I would would note that. I think it was kind of interesting how the NHL was uh, changing up their designation. Maybe there's some collusion there, maybe not, but I I thought it was worthwhile to bring up. But um, that's what we have there, sports-related news for this week. We can now shift over to some of our questions. We had so many questions for our last podcast. We had to bring Josh back on to get his thoughts on some of the ones that we may have missed. We got a bunch of new ones as well. So big thank you to everybody who asked a question once again this week, very much appreciated. So with that, we can start with our friend Dan at DMOF underscore, and he wants us to talk about some big news in hockey, actually. So this is why I'm starting here, but he says, thoughts on John Chayka, obviously GM of the Arizona Coyotes. So if you did not hear the news that came out today, he actually quit the Arizona Coyotes. That was the word that the Coyotes put out in their statement. So seems like that kind of was an ugly breakup there. This was not news that was really expected. Obviously, Arizona just about to head to Edmonton to play their qualifying round, and now just all of a sudden, there without their general manager so that's definitely interesting news very uh air apparent and recent so uh donnie i'll start with you what were your kind of your initial thoughts when you found out that john Shaco was leaving the arizona coyotes i don't know i didn't think
0: anything of it until i saw the coyotes actually release a statement saying oh that he quit on the team and all that which is just such bad pr i'd feel like for for moving forward for a job um you know having to hire somebody else Uh, within the next couple of months it looks like because everything in this situation, um, in terms of the return, is very, very rushed and very, very quick back to normal. Um, so I'm sure that's an interesting situation. But you don't really ever see a GM just quit. It just doesn't really happen very frequently, especially in the NHL. I feel like these guys, they get fired. It's just how it works. Uh, they hold on their job until the, the final um, the final second. But yeah, uh, the report was that he was interviewing with another team and the Coyotes allowed him to interview with another team. And then once it started going somewhere, they were just like, no, we don't like this anymore. And then they got mad at him and then he quit. And now it's just, I, I, I feel like the next week or two with the Coyote situation is going to be like the biggest clusterfuck that we've seen in a long time in the NHL in terms of um, a, a front off is just mangling something. Um, and it looks like this has been totally mangled by upper management in Arizona, at least.
2: Yeah, kind of a really interesting situation there. Obviously, very recent. We don't know all the details there. But yeah, I thought it was super interesting in the Coyote statement that they put out. They, they mentioned the word quit twice. I mean, usually when you see something like this, they'll use the word resigned or um, it, Jake is moving on. Just I, I thought the the language there to use the word quit. Obviously, it's a very ugly breakup. Very recent. I'm sure uh, emotions involved there. So i um, excited to hear more information on what's going on there. We'll see if Chayka goes to another NHL team or whatever the situation may be there. But um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I thought Chayka was one of uh, my favorite GMs in the NHL. Actually, I thought he was doing a nice job rebuilding uh, the Coyotes starting from not a whole lot. So um, he was able to at least get some star players, obviously trading for Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel, to name a few. I thought the Clayton Keller pick was nice as well. So um, definitely not something I expected to see, but um, definitely something that will follow as well as we get more details there.
1: Yeah, I didn't really, like, look into it too much, but, like, I saw the release, which, as a PR major, I was... I couldn't... I That made me have, like, a little stroke inside, like... But it reminded me so much, like, of Dan Gilbert after LeBron left Cleveland for the first time. Like, the... Oh, the, the self-claimed king, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I can't remember any other release like that by a team besides like the Dan Gilbert one.
0: Especially because just considering like they're going to have to hire somebody. Like I said, they're going to have to hire somebody and uh, of the candidates that are out there, you would think the high-end candidates would probably be like, yeah, I don't think I want to deal with this. if This is how they're treating somebody that uh, probably gave them uh, a a chance to, you know, actually be in the playoff hunt year by year for the next couple years at least. Um, Obviously, you know, Taylor Hall addition and, and all that, but I don't know it just it seems like such a strange situation and and you would think that these statements probably have to go through like seven or eight different people to where they can get released And it's like if seven or eight different people agreed that that was correct language and that saying that oh he quit oh he he gave up on the team is is the proper language it's got to be bad this has to be there's got to be a lot behind the scenes that we just don't know about
2: yeah I definitely agree with you there Uh, yeah as I mentioned definitely something that we will follow but Uh, Yeah, very new news that came out today at time of recording, July 26th, so I definitely wanted to bring that up, so thank you, Dan, for that question. Dan's got a bunch more questions for us today, so we appreciate them. These next few relate to baseball, so we'll shift over there here. So, obviously, baseball series, those are finishing up this week, first uh, games in action we've had this year, and he says, thoughts on the Red Sox, unable to take two out of three at home to the Baltimore Orioles. Obviously, that was one of the more surprising outcomes this weekend, but yeah, what did you guys think that the uh, the Boston Red Sox starting really slow against one of the worst teams in baseball? Um, I mean, I didn't pay too much
1: attention to that series, but I mean, like the Orioles are a really bad baseball team. But I mean, it's it, it's baseball, and I mean, the Phillies lost two of three to the Marlins, including like a bunch of their guys probably having coronavirus now <laughs> this last game, so. I mean, there's a lot of one and two starts that are surprising some, so...
0: Yeah, I I think it's more or less just like the Red Sox rotation in general. If they're throwing guys like that, uh, like today, Ryan Weber started and he got absolutely demolished. I think he gave up six. It's like yesterday, you're seeing Martin Perez go as your number two starter. They may have bigger issues than I even thought they did. It's like I thought the Red Sox would compete for a wildcard spot this year with extended playoffs. It's like if they've got that rotation going like without price without sale they've got to be just so so poor like that that franchise has taken a complete 180 in just a couple years
2: yeah definitely not what you want out of the red Sox. but yeah as josh mentioned long season but yeah definitely one of the more surprising outcomes obviously the orioles i mean i don't think they'll even be sniffing the playoffs anytime soon so uh not what you want for the red Sox. but yeah i mean that's how they're starting out there. So thanks for that one. We can move on. Next question relates to the Houston Astros and Justin Verlander. So news came out today that Justin Verlander will be missing uh, at least a couple weeks. He'll be reevaluated in a few weeks for a forearm injury. So obviously that's a big blow uh, to one of the best teams in the AL looking at their pitching staff. So uh, Dan just wants our thoughts on that Verlander injury and now where the Astros stand uh, overall in the AL.
0: I don't know. I'd say the Astros are still probably pretty going to be pretty competitive regardless of what they do with or without Verlander. Um, I think the bigger issue is not just Verlander, but we've seen a bunch of major injuries from players that are not coronavirus related. Um, in the first week or two of the season, it's like, you know, Clayton Kershaw, as we talked for the podcast, uh, Clayton Kershaw has got a back injury for the seventh season in a row. It looks like, um, and, and yeah, Verlander. And then we're going to end up seeing, I'm sure there's gonna be more and more injuries from random guys. Like I know, um, Reynaldo Lopez has an issue, um, with his shoulder and we've got just a bunch of different guys across the league. Um, Probably not the most important players, like Anthony Rendon's got an oblique problem. Still, um, we're seeing a lot of players that may end up being rushed back into action uh, from whatever injury they have or all that because you know shortened season. You have to think that these guys are all going to have to come back fast. You're going to have to, you're going to need them back unless you're a team like the Dodgers, who um, it looks like they're going to cruise regardless of what happens here. Um, division's pretty bad uh, in terms of like their level. But some of the, the middling teams that have these players that are hurt are gonna struggle really really bad without these high end players. It's like the Angels don't look very good. The Angels look like a very eh ball team, which is which is crazy because you know they added Rendon and you've got Mike Trout. But um, in terms of the ball club, they don't look very good. Um, so teams like that, you have to really worry about some of these guys like maybe long term health. Um, Verlander's not getting any younger here, and you know we we could see. If this is a nagging injury, it's gonna nag all year. You've only got two months, man. It's like you don't have, uh, you don't have the six or seven month season that you would normally have to, you know, recover and get healthy for the playoffs. Like this is a rush.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I still think the Astros are uh, still definitely a team that should be contending for the playoffs. They took two out of three from the Seattle Mariners at home in their opening series. So. Um, I still definitely expect the Astros to be relevant in the playoffs. Obviously, we're getting expanded playoffs this year as well. So, uh, I think they'll be involved there. But, yeah, obviously, that's a big hit. Justin Berlander, uh, as we talked about on our last podcast, still one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, um, obviously, that's an unfortunate loss for the Astros. But, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, go ahead, Josh. Um, I mean, the thing that I think, because he said there's a forearm strain only and that he is expecting to be back actually this season. But if he is out for the season, I think that is a huge hit to their ability to go far in the playoffs because, I mean, like, you're facing the Yankees. I mean, like, ha- having Verlander go against Garrett Cole and then Zach Greinke pitching game two is a, like, significant advantage compared to Zach Greinke going game one against Garrett Cole, so. Yeah, yeah.
2: definitely uh, playoff implications there uh, when you took a, talk a, look at their uh, rotations, so. Um, yeah, do you have any other thoughts on that, Tony?
0: No, it's just I, another player that came to mind with an injury. I think Corey Kluber made his first start in, in however long, and he left in the first inning today, after the first inning today. So um, I'm curious to see how many players have these issues because it's like we're, we're going to see. Like, I don't know, even Otani made a start today, and Otani was pretty bad, I think. Um, I, I didn't watch. I don't have any real I. But but I think Otani was pretty poor today. Um. So... You know, it's like we could see players either returning from injuries or, uh, you know, just trying to ramp up and get in get their workload going. We could see some some struggle. Um pretty quick, honestly.
2: Yeah, especially as it relates to injuries. Obviously we have the covid factor, but I mean these players only had a couple exhibition games before we're bang, right here regular season's already underway, so Um, I think injuries is definitely going to be a factor as well, as it is every year, but uh, especially this year. So good question there from Dan as it relates to baseball. Dan's got a couple other interesting questions. This one is soccer-related, so we'll send it over to Donnie, obviously. But he says, Leicester City blowing out a top-four team after having a heavy lead a few months ago. So, Donnie, Leicester City, obviously, it seems like they're choking by the way how Dan's phrasing this question. I have no other insight, but what do you have for me?
0: They did indeed choke today. Uh, so they played Man U in terms of getting in the top four today. They had to, um, they had to win against Man U. Um, so the top four in the Premier League get to go in the Champions League. The Champions League is basically like the be all end all. It's the biggest tournament in the world. The best teams play. Um, Leicester was in a spot to where they could move ahead if had they won today. They took a red card, got outplayed by Man United pretty bad. Um, I was I was keeping in uh, up with that a little bit. Um, it, it is one of the the bigger chokes that we've seen in, in recent history. Um, you know, soccer is a little bit more um, a consistency thing. You know, you you lose pace um, in in terms of winning for one or two uh, one or two weeks. That means three or four games where you're having some struggle, and that could cost you the entire season. And it looked like Leicester really just they bottled it um, the, since the restart. It's been really bad, and um, yeah, obviously, you'd like to see teams like Leicester have some success. But in the long run, in, in the Champions League, when they're playing the best teams in the world, I think you'd probably rather see a Manchester United and a Chelsea and then Leicester City. So it may be not the worst thing in the world, but they definitely did choke. Um, positionally, they, they were strong in the top four for the, the entire uh, first chunk of the season. And then, you know, just since the restart, they've been really poor and took a red card, lost today, and now uh, they fell out of the Champions League. So that's tough
2: yeah there you go i mean great analysis from donnie obviously he's the soccer guy so thanks dan for bringing that up but that, uh, yeah there you go Lester city I thoughts i don't care about soccer unless pat segrist is involved so okay there we go another another shout out for pat segrist we got his awesome question <laughs> last week so thanks for that josh but yeah we got a couple other funny questions from dan so we'll touch on those here real quick and then we'll get into back into our sports questions but he says thoughts on steve one of our buddies donnie fearing spicy food so let's let's talk about spicy food right here let's have this discussion
0: I put spicy food on, like, everything, or spicy uh, things on everything. So it's, like, I use Tabasco sauce uh, on a lot of different things, buffalo sauce for, like, chicken, stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Spice makes food better. Spice, you know, it it makes food exciting. And I I don't know how you can, like, fear spicy food. It's, like, what are you going to do when you go get wings or you going to get, like, the most mild flavor? It's, like, so you're just eating chicken. You don't get anything out of it. You don't get a little sweat. I don't know. Um, I I don't remember necessarily Steve fearing spice, but if he does fear spice, you know... um, just try to ease it in a little bit I think you can go up the Scoville scale a little bit and you know get to uh, a point that's comfortable for you while not eating you know just like ghost pepper-esque foods right
1: spice is good on appetizers and but like I don't like having a full meal of like something spicy it's just like I don't know I just feel like I'm in a little like a little, that little bit of pain isn't that good when it's like the whole meal so so you just gotta ease it in like,
2: like Donnie's saying right there
1: yeah, I mean, like, like a nice little appetizer, spicy, you know, like, have a little bit, but, like, I can't, I can't, I don't want, like, spicy wings for my entire meal, you know, so.
0: Well, there's also a level of spice you can deal with, with, like, an actual meal. Like, if you have a full meal, you go to Chick-fil-A, you get a spicy chicken sandwich. It's not that spicy. Like, it's it's fine. You can deal with it. It has flavor. But, like, I know people that go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get, like, the hot, the, the, the most spicy um, wings that you can get. And, like, they get, like, 20 of them. They just sit there and eat. How is that enjoyable? How do you have fun with that? Like, I understand, you know, spice is good and everything, but I really wouldn't want to have a full meal, like you said, like, like 20, 25 of the hottest wings possible. It's, like, I feel like I'd be just going home and my, my stomach would not uh, be thankful that I did that, so...
2: Yeah, I feel like at some point of eating spicy food, you're just doing it to say you did it. Like, if you go to B-dubs and you're just like, give me the hottest wings you got. And you just, like, put down, like, 20. Like, you you suffered through that. Like, you did not just enjoy your meal. You did it to be like, yeah, man, I took that down. And just be like, to say you did it rather than, like, actually enjoying your food. So, I mean, yeah, I would say I agree with the takes there on the spicy food. I don't know. It's not personally uh, my thing as much. Like, I'm not crazy into the spice gang. But it's like, hey, man, like, sure, if there's a little kick in there, like, I'll take it. So, uh, there we go. So we, we defend Steve a little bit there. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that for the spicy food talk. So thank you there, Dan. And then this next one relates to our group chat, Donnie. So we have a few thoughts here on tier list for the dogs in our group chat. So to give everybody a little bit context here, I believe we have four dogs in our group chat of, of the members in, in the group chat that Donnie and I belong. And it's, we have Steve's dog, Cooper. So that last question was about Steve. There you go, spicy food. We have Dan, the question, the, the question asker here. He has two dogs, Diesel and Luna. And then we have our other buddy, Owen, who will ask us a question later, his dog, Coda. So there you go. Cooper, Diesel, Luna, and Coda. Those are the four dogs I have listed. Donnie, how would you tier up those four dogs?
0: Uh, Diesel's number one, no doubt about it. He's got the most tenure of any of the dogs on the list. Um, and, you know, it's just like he, he Diesel is, is easily the most relaxed of the four dogs there. And you know, I've spent much time with Diesel. You know, just just laying on Dan's floor, uh, hanging out with the dog. That's a good dog right there. Uh, number two, honestly, they're not gonna like this. I'll probably go Luna. I just I have a bond with Luna. I, I've spent a lot of time with Luna. Luna's a good dog. Very very in, like insane, uh, kind of crazy, but that's okay. Um, maybe not as much tenure, but you know, worth it. Three, I'll go Coda. I know this is gonna this is gonna piss Steve off. But the only thing I've ever got out of Cooper is I went to his house once. Uh, Cooper didn't want me to pet him, and then he ran away. And all I hear is him playing with his stupid squeaky toys on the mic in Xbox parties. Um, where, whereas Coda's just Coda's a pretty Coda's a cute dog. Like Coda Coda is a very beautiful dog. Um, don't know much about Coda, but I know Coda makes Owen happy, and if Owen's happy, I'm happy, and I, I also don't think Steve is going to listen to this or care, so I'm going to write Cooper as the last of the four there, um, although Cooper, you know, obviously beautiful dog, um, young, um, the youngest of the group. Um, it really, it depends on how you feel about them, but I, I have the most experience with Diesel and Luna, and both of them have been, you know, very friendly to me in, in my time at Dance House,
2: so... Okay. I'll take that ranking. Obviously some personal touch there for Donna going with dance dogs at the top. I'm going to switch it up. I'm taking Steve. I'm going with Cooper at the top of my dog tier list for our group chat. I mean, yeah, I was in that, it was in that house as well, but Cooper, you know, he was just like, leave me alone. I know this has been talked about before that I am not the biggest dog lover in the world. I know that that stuns a lot of people. They're like, Oh my God, how could there be a human being who doesn't just love dogs? That's just that's just me. I know, Josh, we'll let you talk about your dogs in a little bit, but I'll go. Here we go. Rest of my dog tier list. So I go Cooper number one. I'm going Coda number two. Owen has an emote on his Twitch chat for Coda. So there we go. That's why you got the nod there. Then I'm going to go Diesel three and Luna four. Yeah, Donna, you mentioned Luna is just a psychotic fucking dog. Not a fan. Not my cup of tea. So yeah, that's that's how I rank him out. But yeah, that's my list for our group chat dogs. Wait, wait, Josh, wait, wait, you have wait, two right, dogs. Right. So, I mean, do you want to talk well, about them? Ryan, I
1: want you to put uh, Jamboree
2: and Bristol into those rankings and then rank oh, them. Oh, man included in in my tears okay this is yes. an interesting thought so I'm, I'm gonna go i'm still gonna put cooper at the top wow. I, I like i like what i saw from cooper and steve's steve's household i'm gonna go i'll go bristol 2 though I'll, yeah. I'll give you that nod i'll get I'll put coda 3 i'm gonna go diesel 4 i'll go jamboree it's 5 fair. and luna 6 so there you go we're yeah, included josh in the here. Jamboree i mean yeah you you asked this question stupid. so i want you to elaborate the story on on jamboree and the name there josh
1: Okay, so Jamboree, we, we got this this stupid dog, because he failed service dog school, and we adopted him, and like, so he was already like a year old, so we couldn't really change his name, so we're stuck with him having a stupid name, Jamboree, and the same with our older dog, Bristol, she, but I mean, her name's fine, I, I, I like the name Bristol, so.
0: I, I definitely also- prefer the name Bristol over Jamboree, just, just chime yeah. in here, it's, it's 110%.
1: Yeah, and I also have to give a little shout out to Bristol. She's recovering from a uh, from surgery on a torn CCL um, last Saturday, so she's doing well. She still has a cone on her head, but you know, have to get a her to the girl on the pod. So
2: absolutely, all right, good stuff. I, I think that. Covers our dog talk for this podcast, so there you go. If, if there's anyone out there that was dying for that, there you go. There's your answer on that. And then last funny question from Dan. Yes, it's a bunch this week, so shout out to Dan. But he said thoughts on time travel. I know that this question was geared at me, so I'm gonna elaborate for our audience here. That I have a take that I believe that I have time traveled. That's just like the easiest way for me to explain it. But here I'll give you I'll give you the the brief story on on my time travelness because so you're saying you I mean got home. we have. yeah okay yes i will note that 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 every time time where i think i've time travel i was high i'm not going to deny it but i'm still going to defend it i think what really how i can explain it though is like i believe that there that obviously oh so i'll I'll set the scene here so i there's a there is a 20 year old version of me there's a 20 year old version of ryan who's sitting here right now talking but i believe that i have communicated with a future version of myself that is not 20 years old like i think there's been some kind of like mind like, like something triggered in my mind where I've communicated with a future version of myself to tell me things in a different moment I've had in the past. Now that may have made absolutely no sense, but that's how I see it in my head. And you know, I believe it. I I, I'm going to run with it. I've run with it this far, but like the easiest way to casually explain it is that I've time traveled. It's just that I've communicated with a future version of myself. Is really, dude, you really sound like my here.
1: schizophrenic neighbor Neil, who harasses my entire family on a daily basis. I would say the like, only difference between me and oh Neil is God. I don't
2: harass people. But yeah, I mean, I'll take that uh, dude, comp. What? Is, what? What? What does future Ryan say to you? I don't. It's just like it's just like little pointers. It's like you, you know. It's just like it's just like a soothing like like mental health beneficiary that that i'm able to to have future version of myself like like say i'm in like mid decision and i can make like a bad decision or a good decision there's like there's just like a little like like trigger like oh like you should do this in this spot and i'm like oh okay i mean thank you thanks for the heads up future ryan like that's that's just how i see it so, so you think that you have time travel? Okay, okay. I truly uh,
0: believe this question should not have been answered because it just.
2: So yes, crazy. it probably shouldn't. It it really just shows that like if you're listening to this podcast and you think I'm smart when I talk about fucking like cap situations <laughs> of the San Diego Chargers or the fucking LA Chargers, I really, I really know nothing because I fucking, well, well, I, I fucking Orion time traveled.
1: Came to you and told you, yeah, that's this true. Going to work
2: out, so yes. I mean, I, mean, I, I did predict like, that the NHL was going to play in Canada. No big deal. I did do that can, on this podcast.
1: Can you have future Ryan tell me, like, a parlay to put down?
2: Okay, but but here's also the thing. It, like, like, a serious aspect of this, because it actually is true. Like, I'm not just, like, 100% memeing. A little bit, but... What what Josh said there, like I think present Ryan is I am I have no ability to predict the future. Like what happens tomorrow, like I I have zero idea. Like I, I there's just no way of me to know what's gonna happen in the future. But I can control what I can control right now in in the present in the present moment. So like there's been these little moments where in the present there's been like this brief like communication where like I have felt something from like a future version of myself is is again the best way to describe it. So
1: dude, uh, how high are you right now? Ryan? Right. Right now, I'm not at all, which is honestly
2: stunning. Like you, you would think I, I, I would be, but like a lot of times when I get these moments, yeah, like I, I've dabbled in in the THC ness of things. But this hell? is like this is like a real what thought. It's uh, come huh? up multiple, multiple times throughout my life, and and it's 100 percent real. So thank you, Dan, for asking about time travel.
0: <laughs> I think there's a high chance that that gets edited out. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Um, it, it could be for sure. But I, there you go. Know. Now you know. Now you all there know a, a little bit more about myself. Was good and you, you probably think I'm insane, <laughs> and you, you may have left the podcast. But if you haven't, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about sports now. So there you
0: go. <laughs> all right, let's move on. What do you got for us?
2: Okay, yeah, let's go back to fucking things we actually know about. Uh, next question here comes from my buddy Bryce, and he says, Lou Williams spotted at the strip club. So, yeah, getting back into things here, this was actually a really, really funny event. I actually didn't know what was going on. I had to look this up after this question, but he said, so Lou Williams, obviously he's a NBA player for the LA Clippers, and he was in the bubble in Orlando where all the NBA players are conjugating. And he said he, he wanted permission to leave Orlando. He says he wanted to view his, his grandfather who had passed. And so he was granted permission to leave. And what happened was he was spotted in Atlanta at a strip club. And uh, he was in all these Instagram stories. It's like, obviously, you're not fucking visiting your grandpa while you're at the strip club. So, so everybody was kind of calling him out for that. And then when Lou Williams was asked about it, he said he was there to pick up food. So that was, that was his excuse for why he was at the strip club. It was just to pick up food. So now what's happening, he's got a 10-day quarantine, and he's going to miss the first two games uh, of the reseeding when NBA comes back. But, yeah, that was just kind of a funny Lou Williams story. That He said he was going to get it's, food, but he was just hitting up the strip club.
0: It's so selfish, man. It's like the NBA is asking you to do even less than what the most of the other leagues are. It's like the NBA literally just want you to just, like just stay in the bubble, hang out with your boys, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. And he literally couldn't even do that for like a week, man. Like he couldn't last a week. He went home. He was seen with Jack Harlow at a strip club. Like, what's going on here? What is what is the world that we live in to where we can't – Louie making a lot of money, and he's on a contender. The Clippers are, I, I would say, very firmly in contention out west um, fighting the Lakers for the uh, number one spot. I can't believe this. I really can't believe this, that you would allow yourself to be photographed out. I can believe that he left and then went out to the strip club, but I can't believe that he allowed himself to get photographed and gets caught, and now um, he looks just like such an asshole, honestly.
2: Yeah, and you I touched mean, on not gonna pretend to act surprised, but yeah, go ahead, Josh.
1: You touched on how like he was being selfish and like yeah, I mean I saw like a video from the bubble of like all the players playing and like like a bunch. From, I forgot which team it was, but they're all playing like in the pool together or like uh at one of the resorts. And Pat was telling me about how when he was in Orlando, he wasn't even allowed to like go into like the rooms of his teammates, like. They weren't allowed to, like, do anything together except for, like, practice after the first couple days. So, I mean, it, like, yeah, it's like the NBA is being very lenient and just stay there. And he couldn't do that. So
0: I also don't think it's that bad of a situation for these players to be in. Obviously, you're missing your family. Obviously, all that. But it's like you're asked basically to spend two two or three months with your boys um, fighting for a an NBA championship. You just, you just got to hang out with your teammates and go to practice and just, like, relax. It's not that difficult. Obviously, I, I don't think the food is that great and, you know, all that. But it looks like a lot of these guys are having a good time. So it's like it, it, the fact that you need to leave after a week and go to a strip club um, while you said you were going to visit a family member who passed away is just just despicable, honestly
2: yeah interesting situation there with Lou Williams obviously I mean I imagine there's going to be other players who get involved with uh leaving the premises of Orlando for uh all those places that have bubbles so um that that's definitely the the most interesting story that's come out so far though so uh good point there thank you for that question Bryce uh bringing up Lou Williams Move on here. Next question. Get back into some baseball thoughts here. This question comes from Sam or at Exposed Cheese. He says, "Does Jed Lowry exist?" I know this was a question we uh, had last week and talked about a little bit, but here we go on the podcast. Does Jed Lowry exist?
0: Yeah, I guess I'll take this and say he does exist, but he's just he's not healthy to. He doesn't exist a healthy life. I feel bad for Jed Lowry. I had Jed Lowry in fantasy two years ago, and he was incredible. He gets signed by the Mets, a team that's probably better uh, than the Athletics uh, at the time, at least. Um, now he's on a, a team that is probably worse than the Athletics. Uh, he has leg like, injuries that are gonna be there for probably the rest of his career. The way things have worked out, it's just he's he's a mess. And I, I, I he does exist. He like practiced for like two days, and now he's out for the season again or something like that. I don't know. It's like you know, life is crazy for Jed Lowry. He's getting paid a lot of money to be hurt so
1: yeah I mean this 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 question actually really made me think because I can't say I have ever watched a game live and been like oh yeah Jed Lowry's playing in this game like I I can't remember him ever doing anything they could have had like an imposter Jed Lowry in the game and I wouldn't have known because I don't know what he looks like I've never seen him play I don't know how he how he plays I mean I've seen like his stats I know like he's He's an okay player, above average, like. But I mean, I th- this really got me thinking, and I I'm not convinced he exists anymore. So.
2: Okay, so differing opinions on if Jed Lowry actually exists there. So thank you for that, Josh and Donnie. But, uh, yeah, that good question there from Sam. Move on. Another question from another Sam at Sam underscore Phelan. He says, funny question here. Do you think Mike Trout, Tim Salmon, Mike Carp? AJ Pollock and Anthony Bass ever hang out? I, I mean, if I had to take a guess, I'd probably say no. But sh- they should, like, they could even just, just talk about a, fish,
0: like a f- just for like a photo op. Or, yeah, like talk about your, your fish, your last names, whatever you want to talk about. Hey, um, I don't know. It's it, it's very funny. I saw this question pop up and I had no idea what to say to it. This so, is a um, prime
2: Mike Francesca question, so I'm glad we. Got this, it here. this
0: is the most prime Mike Francesca question like you could find, probably. I actually did a
1: little research on this before last week, but we didn't get to it, and I don't have, like, what I wrote down, but not all the kinds of fish that, like, they're named after are, like, freshwater or, like, saltwater fish, like, some, they're different, so, but some of them are, like, both, so I think that, like, two of them hang out with, like, the other two groups, like, there's groups, but, like, they never all
2: combine together. Okay. That's good analysis, actually, Josh. I didn't know that information about the the, fresh water. That's fantastic. I I do my research. That's good stuff. That's, That's why we brought you back for that reason, for that insight right there. Thank you. All right. Good question there from Sam. Thanks for that. We can move on bunch of questions this week from good friend of the pod Scotty G so we'll kind of whip through these here real quick uh, I'll go to Josh first this one relates to the Chicago Cubs obviously they just finished their series with the Milwaukee Brewers won two out of three and he wants our thoughts on the Cubs bullpen obviously this is a weaker aspect of the team but Josh and I were just talking about this before the podcast so here we go Josh thoughts on the Cubs bullpen
1: um I mean they just really aren't that good yeah, I think it's. I think that sums up
2: our conversation. Yeah, e- pretty good. Easily
1: the weakest part of the team. Uh, I mean, that'll come down though if they make it to the playoffs. If they're able to really only force these guys to go two or three innings a game because they're not good. I mean, like it's a bunch of guys that were in Iowa last year. Literally, the entire bullpen from opening day last year is already off the roster so
2: not not what you want i will say shout out to dylan maples dylan maples is just kind of like a random cub that i'm a fan of just because he has this wipeout slider that's insane but yeah a lot of inexperience in the uh cubs bullpen especially after you get past keg Crimble the uh closers so uh, interesting there yeah, with I, the with the cubs play. right yeah even that's kind of a wild card so, yeah, I mean, hopefully the Cubs' bullpen gets better, but, yeah, we definitely have our skepticism. So, thanks for that, Scott. Next one here. So, would we be surprised if we found out that Giancarlo Stanton took PEDs five years from now? I, I mean, I would say no. I would If Stanton's on PEDs, like, in, in in five years, we find out that Stanton was juicing all these years. I mean, like, I could definitely see it.
0: I, I, I don't even know how to answer this. Like... I, I guess we're, I mean, we're just like,
2: hypothetically accusing Stanton of PEDs. That's pretty much the question.
0: I mean, you could hypothetically accuse like 90% of the home run hitters in baseball of hitting uh and hit like 25, 30 home runs a year of PEDs. And I Do you have a
2: guy in mind, Donnie? Is there like maybe like not Stanton, but is there a guy where you're like, you know what, that guy's juicing?
0: Uh, I, I, see, that's tough. I don't even know, man. Like, I'm going to say Jose know, Ramirez.
2: That, that was my thought. Jose Ramirez on the Indians. I think he's, he's, he's been juicing the last few years.
0: Yeah, sure. You know, it's like, I'll go back to the uh, the Miami guys. I'll go with Yonder Alonso a couple of years ago when he okay. had that one good year where he was like, oh, he was like, oh, this is a basement MLB player. And now it's like, oh, he's not even, I don't know if he's in the league at this point. Honestly, I'm not sure what Yonder Alonso's up to. Um, but I, I know a couple of years ago, he hit like 30 home runs in a year after being like a six or seven home run guy. And people are like, oh, right, like, like this, this happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously he's probably got he's got links with Miami. You know, Miami baseball has their issues with PEDs. That's there you go. I don't
2: know. That, that's all I got for you.
1: I'd say Nelson Cruz would be my pick just because of how he is aged.
2: Okay, well, actually, that fits in perfectly to Scotty G's next question, which says Nelson Cruz is he the MVP? So I mean, Josh thinks he's juicing, but Josh, do you think he's the MVP uh, of baseball? <laughs> uh,
1: and I don't think there's any way that a DH can. Like if you're not playing the field and you're just hitting the baseball, I don't think you're ever gonna win MVP. So, I think it's happened like once, but I I just don't think
0: it's ever gonna happen. Again. Yeah. Do you think this year is the year for that to happen? If it does happen, though. No. Okay. Fair. I'm a, I'm with
2: Josh on that actually. I I definitely don't think the DH uh, can provide enough value. Even just kind of thinking like pitcher, like pitcher don't don't usually win MVP. Like you need an absolutely unbelievable year as a pitcher to. To win MVP, if you're not, you know, contributing in multiple aspects, so I think that's a good point there with the DH.
0: What if a guy like Stanton played the field a little bit and hit like 30 home runs in 60 games here, like, like clearly on pace to break the home run record? Obviously, it's not going to happen, so we don't even have to think about it. But if hypothetically, if he had a 30 home run year this year, he would get he would get votes. He might not win, but he would get a significant well, yeah. amount of votes.
1: I mean, I think the last guy to really have had a chance at it was um, David Ortiz in 2016,
0: um, which is fair because he was so valuable to that team. Just he he was clutch at all. Uh, 2016 was a good year too, actually, if I remember correctly. That was uh that was his last year, right?
2: Mm-hmm. He, he like yeah. led the league in RBIs like that's pretty wild actually
1: yeah had had the highest OPS in baseball
2: all right I mean yeah I think our verdict there would be probably not on Nelson Cruz MVP but he had a good weekend this weekend I guess the White Sox a couple of bombs he really owns the Sox so off to a good start for Cruz but yeah I think I'm in the same boat there that I uh, just don't think a DH would be winning MVP unless like Donnie said they had a, just a ridiculous year where you can't ignore him but uh, as of now I'm gonna go with no on Nelson Cruz MVP Next one from Scotty G. Another question for Josh. He says, "How do you feel about your Arizona Diamondbacks prediction? Uh, D-backs took one out of three from the Padres this weekend, but obviously it's been only three games. But Josh, are you sweating on your on your Dbacks World Series pick? Oh yeah, man, I'm sweating. They're tied yeah, for the worst. You're on the hot seat
1: in baseball after three games. Oh, oh yeah. Josh is Josh
2: is really feeling it right now. If you can
1: he, tell, he he also he tweeted that." Um, before the Diamondbacks game was over because they were about to be, they were looking like they could be going zero and three, and they're gonna be the worst team in baseball. But they won. So
2: yeah, that that was pretty much just Scotty G's way of saying you're an idiot for taking the Dbacks to win the World Series. In case you didn't know that,
1: I don't have the win. I have the Twins winning. So I still okay. think it's fair to say way that
0: to cover that, your that ass. Might miss,
2: they might not make the playoffs, but um, that's okay. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. So yeah, Josh is on an island with the D-backs, but yeah, we still love him anyway. So there you go, Scotty. Next one here, (laughs) video game that you are most looking forward to coming out in the fall, not a sports game. So that was actually a big asterisk for me. I pretty much exclusively play sports games, but yeah, I mean, I guess they'll shift this to uh, Donnie and Josh here. Any video game that's coming out that you're looking forward to? I mean,
0: probably the next COD game or something like that. I don't play many non-sports games either, honestly. It's it's primarily sports games and then Rocket League um, and then uh, Call of Duty um so that's about it uh yeah i'd probably say just i don't know the new cod game next year so this cod game has been good so it's like you know we're finally going step in the right direction um so yeah that's all i have josh what do you got yeah i mean i don't really play video games other than sports games i haven't
1: played video games in like weeks like regardless of what they are i I haven't played clash of clans on my phone again recently so
2: wow back back on the clash yeah How about that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, if anyone wants to um, be in my clan, I mean, just just hit me up at I Hate Lettuce Two on Twitter.
2: So again, nice mid podcast flex there, Josh. Thanks for that. Move on. To I, that's, that that's got not a. flex. Your 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 Twitter is a flex. Lettuce, so. so thank you. How yeah, yeah you're, flex? you're flexing you that you're the second person to hate lettuce. lettuce. You hate you, lettuce more than anybody except
0: one person in the world. That's crazy to think about. <laughs>
2: Good stuff. Okay, a couple more from Scotty. We'll go quickly here. He says, Dodger Dog or Chicago Dog? I don't know if either of us have had both of these, but, yeah, I mean, I'll throw it out here.
0: Um, not in the ballparks, but I know what Chicago Dog is. I'd probably go with the Chicago Dog. Dodger Dogs are very overrated these days, okay. um, at least the last time I was there. And the Dodger Dog, it's more of the experience. It's less of, like, the actual, like, having a good hot dog, I think. And that, that's something that we uh, we need to establish here before we get going. And move on. Um, the Dodger dog, it, it's classic. It's iconic. It's an experience, but it's not good.
2: Um, okay. So that's, if that's you enjoy from the heart of have, a of a born oh Los yeah, the scene. biggest Dodger fan,
0: the, 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 like I, I was like, I almost cried when I went to Dodger Stadium the last time because it had been so long. Uh, it had been years. But um, if you're looking to get a Dodger dog, if you're looking for like a taste experience, you're not gonna get it. And I don't know what a Chicago dog tastes like. but I'm just gonna assume that the Chicago dog is probably better. Um, And I'm sure you guys could probably throw some input in on that. I just have to give a
1: shout out to my favorite hot dog place, Gene and Jude's, right now. Because I, I could go to Gene and Jude's every single night for dinner and I would not get tired of it, so...
2: Yeah, I'll I'll back up Josh on that. He took me to Genie's a few weeks ago, so it was good. I'm going to still say Portillo's is my top Chicago dog, though, so uh, shout out there. But yeah, good conversation on hot dogs. Obviously, Josh just keeps having bad takes, so thanks for that chime in. But here we go, next question. Best and worst thing about each state you have lived in? Donnie's got uh, a bunch of states. So, if you just want to have like a conversation here, I'm down, but I'll go here. Uh, best thing about Illinois, I would say when I when I lived in Illinois permanently. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was it was it was nice to be in Chicago. Have have that option to go see games in Chicago. That was nice. And then bad, I would say, usually the government, a lot of our governors went to jail. So, that was bad. And then now I'll go to Iowa, men. the other state I've lived in. Super chill I here. I I like uh I like that it's it's very relaxed in Iowa, and then worst thing I would say probably that there's not professional sports, so I have to drive back to Chicago to see them. So there you go. There's your there's your quick takes on Illinois and Iowa living, the two states I've lived in. So yeah, I'll shift it over to you guys to to talk about states and and things of living nature while you're in those states.
1: I'll just go first because I've only lived in one state, Illinois. Um, so I gotta go with my favorite thing being that I get my electricity delivered to me. By ComEd. Okay, the, thanks, man. Uh, just, do you, oh, cool, do you do you intern f- for ComEd, Josh? Do you do fun, that? Fun, no, I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I won't. I won't talk uh, about who I'm employed okay. no by. Comment? But I'm, okay. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna say that. Um, in 2019, that um, ComEd was rated number one by J.D. Power Awards for the number one customer satisfaction rating for all- Why did do, we
2: invite you back on this podcast, Josh? <laughs> why do you know this? Why do you care? <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey, hey. I, ComEd is a great company, man. That's all I got to no, say.
2: But, but you won't confirm or deny if you have an internship with ComEd. Is that correct? I
1: you know what man
2: i we well, don't, don't appreciate know. bias on this podcast <laughs> I, we I would know. never I, we would never have bias <laughs>
1: and then the worst <laughs> thing about living in illinois is mike madigan so okay
0: a
2: lot of, yeah, lot of hate um, for the illinois governors but donna here we go
0: yeah I'll, I'll do a quick breakdown uh california um best state in america uh so many opportunities so many places to go so much to do doesn't uh, rain or snow very often. Those are all positives. Those are all big things. Negative. It doesn't rain or snow very often. As I moved, I kind of enjoyed uh, the snow. It's kind of a pain in the ass. It gets in the way. Um, but, you know, the lack of weather is probably the, the best and worst thing in California because there's some days you wake up, you just want it to be sunny out and the chances are it's going to be sunny out there. Whereas uh, I'll segue into Pennsylvania. I lived in Pittsburgh. It rains 200 year, uh, days a year. Um, kind of gross. Not Not a exactly a place that people actually want to live. Um, it's very humid, lots of thunderstorms. Um, a positive is, you know, I had good memories there. I enjoyed going downtown. Pittsburgh's beautiful. Um, when it's not raining. Uh, but, but other than that, it is. you know, Pennsylvania, it is. not really a place that I'm, uh, fond of at this point. Um, then I went to New Jersey and New Jersey, the best part friendship. I uh, got to meet some of my best friends that I, uh, had met over the internet. So that's a great thing. I uh, miss them every day. Uh, the worst thing, um, i don't know the I, smell I new it
2: smells in jersey as it a, as a when visitor you, when you
0: drive um, those that are listening that are from the area when you drive from new jersey to new york you drive on the immediately you see pollution pike, it smells awful it is terrible it is disgusting it is putrid it smells like sewage and asshole i, I don't know how they that's how cleveland it, it's, it's smells really really bad
1: Cleveland actually does smell really bad, which, I mean, like, you, you would expect that. But, like, All I'm right. just here to confirm
0: that, like... I've been to I, Cleveland. Cleveland smells I really bad. As well. I, oh, yep. 100%. Can confirm. Yeah,
1: like, so, like, when I went, because I was there for Game 7, subtle flux right there, right. Okay. I, I was caught up before there, you. Thank you for, for acknowledging, um, Josh. As, as soon as I step out of my car, I'm like, oh, my God, this place smells just as bad as I expected it to smell, so...
0: It's Cleveland. This is yeah. this is what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then finally Colorado. Colorado, it's great. Um people are very progressive here. People are very open and welcoming of different viewpoints.
2: Shout out to the mountains.
0: Uh yeah, you know, uh beautiful scenery. I leave the house every day, I see mountains. Uh during the winter months it's snow capped mountains, six months out of the year. So that that's that's pretty nice. It's it's good for scenery. Um if you like being outside and stuff, uh, you know, it's a great time. Um Negatives. People that are from Colorado will not hesitate to shove it in your face and say that they're better than you because they're from Colorado. Um, you drive around, if you're ever in Denver specifically, you drive around downtown, look at the back of cars. They will have native stickers on them or stuff like that so they can brag about being from Colorado. Um, people from Colorado are very proud of Colorado. They're very proud of where they're from. But it's so annoying. I've had people decide that they don't want to, like, be friends with me. They don't want any part of me because I'm not from Colorado. This is genuinely 100% serious. People think that I can't drive because I'm not from Colorado. People – when I had – when I moved there from New Jersey, I had people look at my license plate and be like, oh, are you sure you can drive in the snow here? It's like, okay, you act like it doesn't snow everywhere else in the world. Like, like <laughs> primarily, there's there's, there's like – I'd say 95% of American cities have seen snow at some point uh, in their time. <laughs> And people act like I can't drive. Like people are, are like nervous about my driving. Like I, I had I got a job right when I got here, and they saw my license plate and they're like, "You better you better prepare for the winter. You should go outside and drive parking lots." It's like I've I was in Pittsburgh. It snows a lot. I was in New Jersey. It snows a lot. I can drive in the snow. I probably drive in the snow better than most of the people here driving the snow. But people, uh, sorry if you're from Colorado, you're listen to this. But people here are so annoying about being natives and being able to drive in the snow. That, that's all I got for you. That's it.
2: That was, that was an unbelievable breakdown from Donnie right there. A lot of weather talk. So It I mean, genuinely that, bothers just me. Like, th- <laughs>
0: that thing, it genuinely pisses me off. Like That is something that owns me. I would say genuinely owns me as a human being.
2: Yeah, I mean, that question definitely was geared for Donnie. So we got a great response there. So good question there, Scotty. Scotty's got two more. We'll just whip through these two real quick. Uh, Apple Music or Spotify? I mean, I use, I've use, i used both. So I guess I can give you a, a valid answer here since I, I have been someone who has used both Apple Music and Spotify. And I will go Spotify. That is firm. You can view what your friends are fucking listening to. That's elite. I like doing that. So yeah, bang. I'm going to go Spotify. I'll answer your question there. And then he says, best fast food fries. So we can each go around here and give our best fast food fries. I'm actually going to go with Chick-fil-A. I'm a fan of the waffle fries. Dip that shit in the Chick-fil-A sauce. So I'm going to go with Chick-fil-A there. But, yeah, I'll, I'll shift it to you guys. Best fast food fries. Josh, go
0: ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, you, you go first, I uh, think.
0: Okay,
2: my, my answer is firm.
0: I'll go with Arby's curly fries. Not a big Arby's fan. Don't eat anything else but the curly fries. But the curly fries, there are a crack. Um, Chick-fil-A, close second, I would say. Uh, animal fries from In-N-Out, like, close third. But, um, yeah, I would definitely go Arby's, Curly Fries. There's just something about them. I don't know. They just, I, I don't they know just be hitting
2: is. different, Donnie? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, you get you get the little curl and it tastes more like, like the, the potato taste. It's much more thick and much more um in your face. I don't know. Just, I don't like Arby's. I think Arby's is gross. I'd probably, I'd probably shit my pants uh, if I ate at Arby's and, like, actually wanted to eat there. But the fries are really good. So that's, that's all I got for you there. Um, Josh, do you have an answer now or are you still thinking? I'm
1: going to go with Gene and Jude's, so – it's fast. Okay, a lot of Chicago bias here from from Josh on the pod. That's good to see. I, you know what, man, like this, is not, it's just this the best that I've had. So I'm hey, sure. I that mean, honestly, I was, we'll take it. I'm sure. This if you will enjoy them, more. we
0: can't stop you. Like that's yes, true. I'm totally it's your answers.
2: your answer of your best fry. So I mean, you're entitled to Gina Jude's. It's an not. Answer. It's not really bias. I mean, it's just that I haven't had the I haven't had the privilege
0: of having fries from everywhere. Oh, just right, just though. off of this question, are you a fan of McDonald's fries? Both of you, yes or no? I
2: am. Yes. Y- yeah. Yeah. I, I think fries. McDonald's fries are the
0: most overrated. Just because, first off, you never get McDonald's fries exactly how you want to get McDonald's fries. Like, you want them crispy and warm. And it's like, I'd say seven out of 10 visits to McDonald's, you, they're either not crispy or not warm or a mixture of both, which means you're getting soggy, cold. See, fries.
2: I always feel like that with the nuggets, Donnie. McDonald's nuggets never be hidden for me. I always got to go to Wendy's or Chick fil A for the nuggets. But the fries, yeah. I, I can tolerate the McDonald's fries.
0: I don't know. I just feel like I never get good fries when I go to McDonald's, and that's why I don't go to McDonald's anymore because I feel like they probably just make like three pounds at a time and then throw them under the heat lamp and then just call it a day. I don't know. I'm not, not a big McDonald's fries fan, but I know a lot of people I'm sure uh, that listen this deep will be McDonald's uh, fry fans. So I, th- I think I that's like it. a – I know. We want. We
2: got to hear your opinion, listener, right now who's hearing us talk about fucking fast food fries. What, what's your answer? Let us know. At Roth Podcast. There you go. I, I had a Josh Posniak <laughs> fucking flex right there with our social media.
0: I mean, it's not a flex. I mean, you're just saying. Okay. I mean, so I guess it's yeah, allowed. The, the flex was him going to game seven. That
2: was yeah, the real flex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, we'll, we'll go with that, actually. We did get a question uh, as it relates to that from Michael Anderson at the Anderson 17. He says, favorite game that you attended. So here, Josh, Well, now you are allowed to flex that you were at a certain baseball game in 2016.
1: Uh, Yeah. I got to go with game seven for uh, when the Cubs won the cool. World Series. I think I know what Ryan's going to go with. Um... I, I gotta give an honorable mention though to a game that Ryan and I both were at uh, back uh, last season. We were at the uh, the Bears and Eagles wild card game, and we saw Cody Parkey not make a <laughs> field goal. So that would have won the game. So that that was that was a good moment. And he definitely, definitely did not
0: make that field goal.
1: That is for he, sure. He was
2: <laughs> unsuccessful in attempt. Yeah, that was an awesome game that Josh and I were at. The funny add on here to that double donk game. As soon as I, I, Josh and I were both at that game, we weren't sitting by each other, but we saw each other after the game. And we just like we both saw each other and were just absolutely stunned when when that game ended. So that was a good well, one. No, you but, yeah.
1: were you were um you were giving me my jersey back because that's true. You had actually, Josh hooked me up with the gave, jersey for that game. Yep. You gave up on the Eagles and didn't even bring your jerseys I did. back. I did. To, like back home. That's what
2: did it though. That's why we won. <laughs> because I left my jerseys in in Iowa City instead of bringing them back to Chicago. So yeah, and then and then Cody Park People missed forget the that.
1: field goal because he's like he looked up in the stands and he saw you there. He's like, yep.
2: You is did. he wearing Josh's jersey right now? And actually, uh, uh, another uh, fun part of that is like I I, I recorded actually the double doink. I, I put it out on my Twitter. I'll retweet it if you guys want to check it out. So more social media flexing here, but. I, I was like contemplating if I was gonna record the double doink or not on my phone, and immediately before the kick, I was like, ah, eh, you know what I mean? Like, if Cody Parker makes this kick, I'll just delete it as an Eagles fan, and I'll just never have to watch it again. And I recorded the video, and I got the double doink on my phone, so that's definitely a nice flex that I always have. But yeah, shout out to Josh. I actually forgot about that that he gave me a jersey for that game. So uh, <laughs> oh. shout out there. But yeah, he, what he was talking about. Back to our initial question: favorite game that you attended? So for me, I'll go to another Eagles game here. Obviously, I was fortunate to go to the Eagles Super Bowl uh, when they defeated the New England Patriots. So that was an awesome game for me. I was sitting right by ronald darby's dad so shout out to him but uh yeah that was an awesome game to see all Nick right Bowles well then i have destroy to destroy bill belichick's defense okay josh another flex go ahead now
1: i have to flex the fact that i met bill murray at game seven since you said you sat by
0: ron darby's dad. okay
2: so. i'll allow that so there you go there there's some eagles and cubs thoughts from us donnie we'll shift it over to you favorite game that you've attended
0: yeah see i, I don't have the uh the luxury or the uh the luck to be able to attend a, a World Series championship winning game or you know, like a, any, anything like that. Still haven't seen the Dodgers win anything. Uh, didn't get to see the Giants win the Super Bowl in person, you know, all, all that. So I'll go back to um, a, a late 2000s uh, Dodger game, um, Russell Martin uh, against the Pirates, bottom of the 10th, uh, grand slam walk-off, come from behind, home run. Uh, in a game in april that made me forever love russell martin because it was on my birthday that's that's all i got for (laughs) you just a great birthday present
2: yep great story Donnie loves throwing out russell martin things so that's every single time i talk about anything it's it's russell martin related yeah so yeah good question there from michael he's got one more this one relates to josh so i'll send it over to him after i announce it here he says have you ever seen a catcher throw the ball into the dirt when trying to pump fake so josh give me a little backstory here
1: Okay, so my best friend next door neighbor, it was his um the the championship game for our baseball league in uh 8th grade. Well, his 8th grade year, my 7th grade year. Um and he like there's a guy on third base in a tie game, it was the bottom of the last inning, and he like pump faked like three times. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he um ended up like dr- like letting the ball go a little bit like on the last one and then the winning run scored because he was just being an idiot and pump faking like three different times when the guy wasn't going anywhere. And so, yeah.
2: All right. So, so Poor like Jake, so you have seen a catcher throw the ball into the dirt when trying to pump fake. Yes, so the answer yeah, is yes. Okay. Poor Jake. Glad we could, we can answer that for you. Uh, there, so thank you for that question. Michael, we can move on. A couple more questions this week. We can go to Joe Craig, friend of Josh's and mine here. He says, is the David Bodie experiment over? We talked about this on our podcast. It's kind of an inside joke with our Cubs group chat here. But yeah, I mean, we, Josh and I were talking about David Bodie for quite a bit before this podcast. But yeah, we, we'll have another on-air discussion here, Josh. So give me your overall thoughts on David Bodie and if the David Bodie experiment is over with the Cubs. No,
1: it's not it's not over. It never has been over because he's a solid player. I mean, like I don't know so we're not expecting David Bodie to be like the heir apparent to Chris Bryant at third base and win an MVP. I mean, we we signed him to a deal. It was 5 years, 3 million each, like it it he's fine. So,
2: yeah. I mean, I I see what Josh is saying here. We were talking about this before the podcast as I mentioned, but pretty much my thoughts on David Bodie He's, he's a bench player. He's not a player that is regularly a starter for the Cubs. They went out and signed Jason Kipnis, uh, who now has taken over their regular second-base duties. Uh, they also have, obviously, Javi oh, Baez and Nico Horner in the middle. I mean, Kipnis will, Kipnis will get his, his starts, I would say, more than uh, Bodie will. So I was just kind of right. surprised that Bodie got a five-year extension. But, yeah, I mean, solid player, gets the job done. But, yeah, just kind of a, a funny deal there with a random Cub player, David Bodie. Yeah. I don't know what
1: Ethan's problem with David Bode is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a shot been.
2: at uh, our buddy Ethan at EB underscore Gators. He asked a question last week. So there you go. Shout out to Ethan. But thank you for that question. Joe, Joe's got one more for us. He says, are Tim Anderson and Javi Baez the same player? So maybe there's, there's something I don't know out there. But yeah, I mean, Josh, I'll go to you here first. Are Tim Anderson uh, and Javi Baez the same player?
1: The other time, my friend Sam, who is, uh, well, Joe and I are friends, Sam, he said that Tim Anderson and Javier Baez were the same player, and we're just like, dude, what in the hell are you saying, like, that's just like, I, th- they're not, and this was like, in the middle of like, the year that Baez was the runner-up for NL MVP, and Tim Anderson was just a bad player, in every facet of baseball
2: yeah so so Javi was second in mvp and tim anderson was leading the lead in errors. so there you go i guess i guess yeah I... they're not the same player when you look at that probably i would say okay so shout out to joe for just making fun of people for saying stupid shit about baseball that was nice to bring up there uh-huh so we appreciate that move on. Another question this week from our buddy Cedric at Cedric Boring. There we go. I got his name correct. So shout out to Josh last week, but here we go. He says, where do you see Jorge Soler landing on the AL MVP boards? And why is it first? So he wants us to give us a lot of love to the Royals. That was a funny conversation we had last week, but here we go. Jorge Soler, former Cub. I'll go to Donnie first. Why is Jorge Soler first on your MVP boarding? And if not, why not? And I'm assuming why not, but go ahead, Donnie.
0: Uh, he's not because he's going to play a lot of DH this year. And we've, we've okay. that.
2: Uh, <laughs> there the, we the go. Right. There's, there's a right. very logical answer. Thank you. All right. All right. I'll back I, that he, one. Up. He's a
0: great player. Jorge Soler is a fantastic power hitter. Um, But, you know, we've, we've established the DH can't win MVP. I'm sorry. I didn't make up the rules. They made up the rules. I'm just here for it. You know, it's like I, I, can't, I can't give it to him. Obviously, he'd be number one if he played the field every game. But that can't happen anymore because he's DH today, and I think he's DH before. So that, that's my answer. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't want to hurt your feelings. If
1: any Royals players gonna win MVP, it's gonna be Mike
0: Montgomery. So. Okay, I, I don't
2: back-to-back back podcast shout-outs for Mike Montgomery. I love it, Josh. Yeah. If anything,
0: I think Mike Montgomery would be like the most likely to get sent down. Like, I don't know. I don't think Mike Montgomery is that good of a player. I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna call you out. I need to hear why is Mike Montgomery like the best player in the world for you? What are we thinking? Because he
1: FaceTimed me on my birthday last. Year.
0: Yes. But but like what about his actual talent on the field? I he's about okay.
2: I think we need a matchup between <laughs> Mike Montgomery and Russell Martin. That's how we're going to settle this. I don't agreement. mind.
0: Mike, I don't mind Mike Montgomery. I think he's a decent pitcher. Hey, you got to save yeah.
2: in in a game that Josh was at just a little bit Gale. I always picked yeah, him, when he was
0: like Cubs. He's like a he's a low end low end rotational guy. It's fine.
1: Yeah. So. All right,
2: we'll take it. Thank you for that question, Cedric. But yeah, Jorge Soler is not win MVP. So sorry. We're we're trying to give you Royals love, but it's just it's just not happening right now. So there you go. We'll move on couple more questions as i mentioned this one comes from at mr party drew so we'll shift over to hockey here real quick he says who wins the cup josh is going to say the jackets and we're going to call them stupid go ahead josh the uh
1: the columbus blue jackets are going to be oh my gosh what a terrible pick and i i bet twenty dollars on it and i win like a thousand three hundred twenty dollars if they win the stanley cup (laughs) so uh, and I just donated twenty dollars. Yeah. Okay, for but the thoughts. thing is, I also I told my friend Sam because his dog uh needs surgery and um they're like trying to raise money for it because it's like like six thousand dollars, um and I told him that if the Blue Jackets win the Stanley Cup, then I'm just gonna give him all the money for it. So,
2: yeah, well, we, we won't will. have to worry we'll
1: about for that a good one. Cause.
0: You know, hearing about that, if you can get us a link, we'll, we'll tweet it out on our personal accounts and, and on a Roth podcast. I, you know. I
1: will send the link right now. So I
0: would love nothing more than to help out um, your friend and his Otto. quest to get six grand. Um, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're here for.
2: Love it. All right, Donnie. Give me, well, well, you've just done a good deed, so shout out to you for being just a great guy. But now let's shift <laughs> it. Let me hear your, your Stanley Cup prediction for who wins the cup.
0: The new nah, – no. Um, <laughs> new York Islanders. No. <laughs> if I had to put a team on it right now, I'd still say the Lightning because I don't know anything else. I'd say that's about that's about as fair as it's gonna get. I just don't know how the playoffs are gonna work. I'd say it'll be a team from the East. It'll be the Lightning or the maybe the Bruins. That, that's all I got for you. Those are the we, two that I'm picking. And if if neither of them win, you know, it's just like I won't be shocked. But that, that's I don't know what's going on anymore in the NHL. Like, I really well, the
1: Lightning them. are gonna have to run into the Blue Jackets again.
0: You know. I don't think they have to worry because there's no Panarin this year. You have to think about it. Are uh, Panarin or
1: Duchesne, the best player in the world? Bobrovsky. They didn't. They didn't need him in the series last year. So uh-huh. they I, I feel like you probably about did the need
2: him
0: in the series last year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, just my
2: thought process here. They just
1: couldn't score last year. So,
2: right. Okay. Well. Yeah. Enough about the jackets. I'll give you my cup pick here. I'm gonna go with Colorado Avalanche. That's just kind of what I'm thinking right now. I think they're. Uh, definitely one of the better teams in the West. So I like what they're doing. I feel like if they can get good enough goaltending, they can get it done. But yeah, as Donnie mentioned, I really, I have no idea what's going to happen. But yeah, there you go. There's my cup pick. I'll go with the abs there. Uh, so thanks for that question, Drew. And then he says, he just says any hot takes. So, I mean, this, this could be hockey related. This could be life related. This could be back to food related. I mean, really just kind of take this question however you want. But yeah, do you, do. You, I'll start with Josh. I feel like Josh has some funny takes. But yeah, any any hot take that you possess, it's free reign right now for you to just put it on air. So go ahead.
1: I was talking about this earlier that I hate that they added the video boards to the outfield at Wrigley Field. I think that it 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 just it's not like it's not Wrigley, you know, like. Like being able to see all the rooftops from like behind home plate, that was so Wrigley, and that was a part of what made Wrigley like so beautiful. And like those big dumb stupid scoreboards, just like it's like oh now we get to see the the hat game where they put the one ball under the three hats and they move on back and forth. Like fuck that, I don't I don't <laughs> want to I don't want to see the stupid hat game. I want to see the beautiful rooftops. Across, um, oh. on uh, Waveland and Sheffield. So, okay, it's not I mean,
0: 1963 anymore. You kind of have to come in. I like the, seeing you know, replays,
2: but you know, hey, I don't care. I don't care. So All right, you're entitled to it. So there you go. Thanks, thanks for your hot take, Josh. As you never fail to disappoint us. But yeah, Donnie, I'll, I'll shift it over to you now. Any hot take on anything ever? Go ahead. This idiot's yeah, I don't, probably going to say like that
1: it. like lettuce is good. <laughs> I don't have, yeah. like, <laughs> random
0: hot takes. I just – I see somebody say something stupid, and I make a hot take that's even dumber than what they say, and I call it – it. so I'm, I'm going to say I really like what Wrigley did to put the scoreboards up. Um, you, know, you just
1: shut just your walk, mouth you don't blocking, say that <laughs> you don't the say that to me
0: i honestly think the rooftops were very overrated kind of just you know not what you want to look at when you're watching a baseball game and you know now you I have might, the scoreboards I, I where you can see, see the replays it. and everything it's just, it's a wonderful you know introduction into the into the century that we're in obviously <laughs> um so you know, props to props to Chicago. I know some people in the, in this room will not agree. Some people in, in the chat here will not agree.
1: I mean, I no. am like a total boomer when it comes to baseball. Uh, shout out to the 1924 Washington Senators who yes, won the thank World you, Josh, Series in seven games you. over the Pittsburgh Pirates. People forget that um
2: yeah people really do forget that it's kind of sad actually but okay yeah. so we so we have dueling hot takes there i'll give you mine so actually this, this is a funny take but i think so when when you think about like, like clocks here for a second let's talk about like time i know i went off about time travel earlier but i i have a hot take and it was presented to me so here we go so when you think about it the, uh, each day starts at 12 a.m. Right? Like obviously, like each day, like let we go 11:59, 12 a.m. It starts. But why doesn't each day start at 1 a.m.? I feel like that makes way more sense. Like we should go from 12:59 to 1 a.m. and then 1 a.m. starts every day. Like why do we start each day at 12? Every day should start at one. Be-
0: to be fair time doesn't exist time is not real it's
2: just you're right you're right but we live in a society that that we've created some semblance of time and made it somewhat tangible of numbers started
0: at one why are you starting it at 12 but if you're really bothered about that like i think there's more things that you can make like you can make an impact about that's not our our time starting at 12 instead of one it's like time literally doesn't exist so it's like we push the clocks back why do we do that yeah yeah that's really dumb it's for
2: sunlight it's for sunlight, Okay, that's
0: it's for sunlight, but it was for farmers in, like, the 1930s.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of things we haven't updated in society since the 1930s. I think that's what we've learned here in 2020, Donnie.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, including the weekly scoreboards. Um, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah,
2: well, I don't want them updated.
0: Yeah, well, they're going to stay there forever, <laughs> and you're going to sit there and you're
1: going to like it. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them down one day.
0: You have okay. no shot. So that's you
2: personally will go up there with a the pickaxe i start i will down.
1: i will cut the power off to the scoreboards <laughs> i know uh, i know i you, know a your, guy chip or what i i know a guy who knows how like how to do like power lines and like cut and he off knows power. a guy oh no i i do and he might be my dad uh oh, he so. knows a guy he really <laughs> knows a guy <laughs> he, so i mean yeah so I mean, a lot of I, a lot I of comment like,
2: love in this podcast. I could I could I could to,
1: oh yeah i always got to give a shot to ComEd. So
2: maybe comment will get check West on this podcast. Maybe that's what we need. All right, that's you never breakdown. know. Make you never out. know. All right. We got just a few more questions left. So thank you for those questions, Drew. But here we go. Next one. We'll go our buddy Owen. We talked about his dog Coda earlier, but he asked us a fucking stupid question here. So he says, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck, woodchuck could chuck wood? I fucked up. So there you go. That's probably what you wanted, but there you go, that's my question. Do, you, do either of you have some stupid answer for me that we can give Owen?
1: Okay, I, I think, I mean, because, like, it, this doesn't give, like, a time frame. Because, like, I think that, like, it, like if it, if it could Chuck Wood, that, like, it would do a pretty good job of it. Because, I mean, it's it's in the name. But, like, I mean, how, how much are we expecting out of this? Um, I mean, there's always, like, about, like, how much you expect versus what, like, right. really We need, like, analytics on Woodchucks here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, like, I mean, Woodchucks aren't that big. So, like, I mean, like, I don't think it can be that much, even if the, even even if they are very passionate about chucking wood to where, like, they just can do it nonstop and enjoy themselves. They don't even need to sleep. But, like, they're just not that big. Like, I mean, they just can't get that much done, I don't think.
2: Okay. So, do you have an answer? Do you
1: have an answer I, of how uh, much
2: wood? I, I, I mean, think, I have a I think his answer is a fair amount. I think that that's okay. just the, the Yeah, the key yeah don't for, for don't God put just. a number on it. That's what we learned from time, Donnie. Uh, I, don't at least make a damn. Yeah.
1: Like he's yeah. doing
0: enough, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like they, they they get the job done, but like I mean like, like pound for pound, they do a very good job.
0: And so, that's all we're looking for, that's a yeah, answer yeah. Pound I
2: mean, for pound. So these what, woodchucks what are fucking like boxers. Do. That's how we're classified. Yeah, right <laughs> exactly they're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Alright, good stuff. Thanks for that question, Owen. So here we go. Last question uh josh's friend julia we we answered her question last week and then it got cut out because of our audio so here we go we're gonna give you your answer right now she says if there was a movie based around your life what actor would you want to play yourself and why so i'll go to josh here first you can give your answer here
1: all right so i went with david dobrik because people have said in the past that i look like david dobrik and i mean like i feel like if people were to see that um i like they're like oh they're gonna watch david dobrik and they're gonna be like oh who's he doing this movie about and it's about me they're gonna be like oh this guy's pretty cool i mean he looks like david dobrik I mean, he might not be as rich and like as famous but i mean he is six foot four and david dobrik isn't that tall so okay i mean yeah that's all
2: i think that's a thoughtful we'll answer that. we'll take it yeah donnie do, do you have any thoughts here on if, if there was a movie about donnie just like just like the movie self-titled donnie who who's playing yourself
0: uh, Danny DeVito. I'm just gonna okay. have Danny DeVito on. I'm gonna I can see that. He wants.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I feel like it'd probably be pretty hard to you know make him look like me, but I think Danny DeVito. Other than that, he could do a great job. Just, just you know, with whatever he does. And I'm a big fan of Danny DeVito, so we'll go with him. Uh, obviously, representing the short kings out here.
2: Yep.
0: Um, you know, we we deserve that representation. Um, as as men, as you know, lovers, as passionate human beings, and Danny DeVito just
2: encompasses all that in his work. So. I like that answer. I think Danny DeVigo has the job done for you. I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds for no reason other than I would just want someone with the same first name as me. I just think that's just kind of like a connection. He's,
0: he's considered a good-looking dude by
2: the I think that one Ryan, might. I
1: think you are more handsome than Ryan Reynolds is. Oh my gosh. So.
2: You're really gassing me up yeah. here, Josh. I don't, I don't know what to... Yeah. to yeah. we well, have
1: to answer Julia's other question. That Julia I know. That
2: I purposely oh. left this for the last question just because, I mean, if you listen to this <laughs> entire podcast, you know the answer 100%, but here we go. She said... Why don't you guys talk to some bitches instead of talking about sports? And yeah, I mean, I think you got your answer. If you if you listen through this entire fucking podcast, I mean, I think I think I think you know the fucking answer. But yeah, I mean, that question is honestly so funny. Definitely got a laugh out of it. So yeah, Donnie, go ahead here.
0: I think it's more fair. Um, in my life, what's gonna help me more? Uh, a female that's gonna nag me and ruin my my ability to watch sports and you know just like ruin my day. Or sports. It's like right now, as we're recording the podcast, we're five innings deep on a Dodgers Giants game, and like I don't think I'd have more fun uh, with a female than I would recording a podcast with with Josh and Ryan, and then watching the Giants and Dodgers on my TV while this is happening. So just just from from a standpoint of um, you know uh, females ain't shit. That's where we're at right now. Um, okay. You know, no offense to you. I'm sure you're a lovely human being. And everybody else that's listening, if you do listen this deep, I'm sure you're lovely human beings that care about sports and you know being a normal human being but um yeah I, I'm, I'm having a good time right now and i don't want you to you know um you know judge me for it but you know i'm, I'm enjoying myself
2: i like it josh do you have thoughts yeah,
0: I, I mean like
1: she has a point i mean like you can't
2: I, do both though you have
0: to remember you can do both it's not like we're just we're solely sports I, I know 24 7
1: like i she she i'm just gonna say she has a point but also i have to say she has never like she's been in a the- someone's basement one time in her whole life like one time she's been in a basement i'm in my basement
0: right now i spend many hours yeah. a day in my
1: basement so yeah, the, the career stats um, for
2: julia is one basement visit is that what yeah, you're saying yeah one okay. one
1: basement visited and um also she's never seen a snowblower
2: so okay we really- had a lot of snow discussion earlier so that's good yeah, that where's where that she out. from
0: louisiana go tigers that makes more sense i, I think it's just yeah, yeah. She did live wow. in Indiana for a little bit, though. So is it, I don't know if it snows in. I, I, have, I know nothing about Indiana. Indiana is less of a state than Yeah, Ohio Indiana is. gets nice. That's hard. That's I a mean, stretch. Yeah. Indiana Iowa socks.
2: owns Indiana in football, so we get that nod, Donnie. That's good. Indiana sucks. Yeah. But, okay. I mean,
1: it does okay. snow. It's right next to Illinois where it definitely snows, so... Yes. I
0: throw Indiana in, like, the tier list of, like, Kansas and, and those states that are just so useless. Like, I drove through Kansas getting here, and it's, like – it was, like, four or five hours of nothing. Like, there's literally I, nothing on the road. It's crazy.
1: Indiana isn't, like, as – that that much of, like, nothing, but, I mean, it sucks. Because, it was like, the most
0: – Kansas is the most barren driving through the highway that I've ever seen in my life because, like – Yeah, when that you, makes sense. When you drive from California out east, you have to go through, like, two hours of desert, and I thought that was bad. But it's, like, that's literally all – kansas it's like five hours of nothing. Mm-hmm. like there's literally nothing there like there's power lines
2: yep
1: and they're mm-hmm. on comed power lines so, like, oh they're my not gosh maybe
2: that's why Ed i don't
0: like lines. kansas because comed is is a bad company and i hate it they, so Com- much comed's only the northern illinois region i you know. hate comed more than anything in my, <laughs> i've ever hit before so <laughs> all right so you, uh, so in the
2: in the self-titled movie donnie with danny them. devito he'll talk about his hatred for comed you've
0: never interned for them I will simply go tweet out, I hate Comment right now. Hold on. Don't all, all my homies hate Comment. I, will, I am people going to be so
1: offended. And I am going to make sure that the people who run the social media there that I may or may not have interned for in the past will know that
2: you just Can suck. they
0: respond? The- Can you get Comment to block me? <laughs> we don't block
1: people. I mean, they, they don't block people. You
2: just block power.
1: No, no, don't <laughs> block power. Because hate, th- we well, we actually shut off disconnection. We stopped doing disconnections during the, the pandemic. So yep, yeah,
2: there it is. You blocked power. and you didn't even. Block no, that, no, no, that no,
1: no. That I literally just said the opposite. We have we've stopped doing disconnections. So okay. there you go. They, they, it? They, they, they I am I'm gonna
2: dislike that tweet. Yeah, I can try me. <laughs> i mean yeah like like we've been saying though i mean julia you you got your answer why don't we talk to some bitches because we fucking talk about comedy on podcasts that's why that's our struggle that's how we got here so yeah there's there, there's your unfortunate yeah. answer
0: Julia, we're trying our best here. Just let us be. Like, you know, if I had to sit here and, and take sports or women, I would take sports. Like, the rest of my life. I'll I like mean, who,
2: me Donnie, who else is going to talk about us, about Jamal Adams' trade and, and really just break That's down thing, why it's bro, beneficial to the New to York this. Jets? I mean, who else is going to we do We were that?
0: put on the earth for this. Yes. And it's like, I feel like this is more important than anything else, especially because coronavirus is happening right now. I'm trying to social distance, and I, I don't need to be catching. We're, um, we're
2: following her, the rules here.
0: I, I'm sorry. Like, maybe she's mad at me for following the rules, but t- t-
2: fuck. I'm trying my best here, okay? Hey, I mean, great questions from everybody and Julia there at the end. So we appreciate it. As always, another jam-packed podcast. Really good to have Josh on. We'll definitely have him on in the future. But, yeah, I mean, our last podcast was so good, we needed to have him on right away again. So uh, mm-hmm. big thanks to Josh for, for coming on the podcast. As always, now, Josh, I'm going to give you your chance. Flex everything you want to flex right now because it's the end of the podcast. So everybody who's still listening, obviously they're going to listen all the way through, I imagine, unless they just left. But um, then they wouldn't you hear know, your, your social media. But go give, ahead.
1: Uh, I just want to give a shout out to ComEd. You know, great company. Um, Awful company. You know, they've they've given me the chance to purchase three Gucci belts, Gucci shoes, two Gucci ties, Gucci glasses, Gucci sunglasses, a bunch of stuff from Lulu with the money that they give me for interning there. Um so I mean just just unlimited shout outs to Comet. I literally I'm wearing a Comed shirt right now. I'm i I'm holding Comet hand sanitizer. Um I have some a bunch of Comet stuff in my office right now. I'm recording this, so love Comed.
0: I just i just disagree um you know I, I comment awful company they did not give me money to buy gucci belts and and lulu um so that, that's where we're at i'm very unhappy that they haven't given me money to do that um i think you
1: gotta apply i i don't have to sure. apply if
0: they're giving it to you they should give it to me too this is how this is how this world works this is this is where this is, where, <laughs> this is where we're going. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think we should probably end this up. It's gonna be an hour and a half. Um, You know, Ryan, do you want to flex anything? What do you got? What do you want to say?
2: I mean, not really. I think I've said everything I needed to say over the course of this podcast. If if you think I'm a psychotic person for thinking I've communicated with a future version of myself, like, let me know. I mean, I'm definitely willing to talk about it with you. But yeah, I mean think that was a pretty solid podcast. We can wrap it up here. Obviously, again, like like Donnie been saying, if you're still listening at this point of the podcast, you listener right now, like, like what the fuck? Like, we just talked about a lot of shit. Like, we would love to hear from you guys about really anything that happened in this podcast about fucking the Wrigley scoreboards or comet or fucking baseball. Actually, that's pretty much the purpose of this podcast. So, yeah, we, we definitely appreciate it. Obviously, we love all of our listeners, especially all you who are listening here at the end. So, uh, Donnie and I will be back soon. Obviously, it's nice to have sports back. We can put out podcasts a little bit more frequently. So, Really looking forward to that. But, yeah, with that, I think we can wrap things up. So, uh, once again, we appreciate everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace, everybody. Peace. Have a good one.
1: Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring